Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast, episode number 15. This show is brought to you guys by BallIsLife.com. This is a Ball Is Life podcast. Happy to come at you second time this week for a special Trade Away episode. Trade Away. Happy, happy trade deadline. Happy 21, uh, 2021 trade yeah. deadline to everybody around there. Um, it was quite the exciting trade deadline. I don't think people expected it to be this exciting. Uh, I don't think anyone expected Orlando to off-haul their whole the roster whole team, yeah. in about an hour. Uh, that was pretty exciting. So uh, a lot to talk about, man. But how's your week been? I know it's uh, it's only been a couple days since we've been on here. Yeah. But boy, has it been different. Uh, have, have things changed since we last came here? Exactly. And this was one of like the most, I guess, like I think Woj had tweeted out, you know, uh, 16 teams or and, and 37, or, I don't know how many trades, or how many, how many bodies moved. But this was like one of them, I think, the most activity in the in, trade in 35 years in 35 years so it was um it was it was busy and especially you know for raptor fans it was a really hectic you know trade deadline that the whole day you know even all the way up to three o'clock people were and refreshing from twitter the day before like the couple days before it was it was a whole week thing it was and stressful just yo. to add to your thing by the way 16 trades 23 yeah. teams 46 roster players most Ooh. ever in each category in the past 35 years it was busy Busy, busy, and, and and that's not even including the picks that were moved as well too. So, a lot of a lot of movement going on. A lot of teams uh, deciding what the future of their season will be like. So it was really interesting. But you know, let's just get started with the Toronto Raptors. And this Jeez. this might have been honestly one of the only times in history that the Raptors were in the media this much for like <laughs> for players that the, the people want our players people wanted our players and it was it was it was all over the media um you know even obviously the american sports media was talking about it and and, and their sports analysts were tweeting stuff about lowry or about norm or about the raptors so it was a busy deadline for them so um they they sent away norm powell um that was the big deal that they would that they pulled the trigger on farewell normie farewell norm norm like there's no there's no doubt you know he's a raptor forever he's one of those guys that were loved by all the raptors fans so like it was very very sad to see him go but yeah but a huge but i think this deal was great um the toronto raptors received gary trent jr and rodney hood from the portland trailblazers now when i see a deal like that going down it's you know, it's sad. It's one of those bittersweet ones because you lose a player that you love, but you know the package that the Raptors got for it is not bad at all. And you know, you have a guy like Gary Trent Jr., who is essentially a younger Norman Powell. Um, but when you really compare, you know, he's only a third-year third-year guy. When you compare his numbers compared to Norman Powell's first three years, um, he he can ball. He can play. Um, I know things average around 15 points per game this season, mm -hmm. um, shooting from three, just under, just just right at 40 percent from three. So he's a he's a guy who can score. He's a guy who knows already how to play alongside two dominant guards. He can and, defend too, and he can defend. So I think from that perspective, uh, there's a lot of low key things that he brings to the table that not many people know about, in my opinion. Um, so I, I love that deal. I know you want to talk about Gary. I don't know what you yeah, want to Yeah, absolutely. On. I'll, I'll definitely talk about it. So mm. farewell to Norm. Yeah. I mean, there's no question that what, what impact he's had on the city. Huge. Uh, on every playoff run, there's been Norm runs. There's been, you know, he's been playoff the guy Norm, against man, yeah. Milwaukee. Mm. Playoff Norm, exactly. And you don't win that championship without Norm and his contributions. So shout out to Norm. It was yeah. a great run. And it's great to see guys, you know, come in through the system 
the, he really struggled in and then hit the first yeah many years of his career so uh to see him to get to this point now and that the confidence to be a starter to be a regular starter and and to be a guy that is sought out in the league apparently allegedly according to rumors he was yeah, he was but uh a guy who's sought out in the league and who ends up on a pretty good team, a contender, yeah. uh, to some degree, a contender. They're He's making playing a with push. an MVP player in, yeah. in Dame Lillard. So it's it's cool to see. But there's no question the Raptors don't get fleeced. Not at all. The Raptors don't. I don't want to hear it. Like, Gary Trent Jr. just turned 22 years old. He's a restricted free agent this summer. And there's this, like mythical cloud going over that and like, oh he's gonna get offered 20 mil a year and you're gonna have to there's no it. way there's no uh, way because he he declined a four-year 53 mil extension from portland okay um i don't know anything i just saw that he declined a four-year if i had to guess it could be one of two things a he thinks he could get more than 13 a year yeah or b uh which we were talking about off air his position in portland is not one that i'd really want to grow in and sign an extension in He's never going to have that opportunity to be that guy. As long as you're playing with Dame in his prime, you're playing with CJ in his prime. And then we said they got Anthony Simons, Robert Covington, all these wing type level players. So we don't know. Maybe he didn't like the city of Portland. Maybe he didn't want to <laughs> go somewhere. Who knows? But we don't know what the situation was. I don't think he's going to get offered 20 mil. You went through the whole list of free agents next summer. It's a deep one. There was one. a whole lot of free agents this summer. It's name, a deep one. Name a few. Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday, Victor Oladipo, Dragic, Dennis Schroeder, Evan Fournier. There's a whole bunch of guys that yeah, handful, are going to get paid before him. A handful of players that will exactly get paid. They're more proven. He is a good player. But, uh, look, when you compare him to Norm, he doesn't create offense the way Norm creates offense. But yeah. Norm creates offense like this now. Gary Trent's in his third year, like you said. He's played largely behind CJ and Dame, so he's not really getting much playing time. Thankfully for him, and obviously thankfully CJ is all good and safe, but thankfully for him, CJ went down with that injury because he got a lot of run. Yeah. He's very productive. He's putting up 15.5 points a game uh, this year in his yeah. third season, 40% from three, very impressive. He's playing very good defense, which fits the mold, fits the timeline of our core guys. I'm happy with the Gary Trent, Gary Trent pickup. Like people oh, get a pick, get a pick. No, well, let's for call what? it what it is. Dan, I mean, um, Norman Powell. Okay, Norman Powell. Someone on, on a Facebook group I'm part of, they're like, I expected Norm to to gauge or to to get us a first and Gary Trent. There's no chance of first. So there's a couple things here, man. Norman Powell last year averaged 16 points a game, and that was a career high. Only year he's averaged double digits, mm -hmm. 16 a game. Mm -hmm. He's uh, never been an all-star in his career, never sniffed All-NBA. Um, and on top of that, it's an expiring deal. Yeah. Yes, he's having a great season this year. He's very productive. He's scoring a lot of points. He's looking really good. But let's call it what it is. He could be a rental to any team out there. Why would they give you a young, bright prospect and a first-round pick? Yeah, they're not going to do that. And even if even if they don't give you a first-round pick, you, you if, if you really want, you get a second-round pick. But the Raptors got a guy who actually is a second-round pick. Gary Trent is a second-round pick and who's already proven, who already can play in the league, who already can play alongside stars. So you're, you're going to get it. And he's played in the playoffs. And he's played in the playoffs and hit big shots in the playoffs and has contributed a lot in the playoffs. So... You're going to go for a second-round pick for a guy or a young prospect who might make it, might not make it, while you have a guy, Gary Trent, who is already killing it in the league and can already ball. So at the same time, though, you also get a bit bigger. Um, Gary Trent Jr. is 6'6". Noah Powell is 6'4". So I think that's a low-key victory for the Raptors there, too, because 
The Raptors really did need a lot more size on the perimeter, and they needed you know longer guys. And you love that Gary Trent is is committed to defense. Uh, I think that was starting to become the difference this year with Norm um, defensively. You know, with increasing your offensive output, your your defensive output is going to decrease as well. So um, having a guy who can can score the basketball, can shoot, and really cares about defense is going to be huge for the Raptors. Yeah, and people need to also understand they keep forgetting the fact that with the bubble with like seasons being merged, his second and third season have essentially been molded together. Yeah. His NBA debut was November 2018. That's less than three years. That's two and a half years ago. Very So young. you're talking about a guy in two and a half years that upped his average from three points a game to nine points a game to 15 and a half points a game. I'm I'm happy. Yeah, it's a great I'm deal. I'm happy. Like, listen, I'm happy that Norm ended up in a contending situation. I'm happy yeah. that he ended up in a place where he can play meaningful basketball, contribute. Um but at, at the end of the day, you got a bright young guy. And then one thing I'll say about uh, the other one, Rodney, I forgot the, his name. The contract kicker. The contract kicker. That's, that's what we need to balance, man. So one thing I'll say about him is, yes, he's recovering from an Achilles injury. Hasn't really been productive this year. No. Had a good year last year. He could have some upside. I, I think it's a wash. I'm looking at this trade as Gary Trent for Norm. Yeah. And then you get this guy as a bonus. If he shows up, if he can produce off the bench, great. If not, that's okay. We have Paul Watson who's coming into his mm-hmm. own. And, and it's a team Bambry option for well. her second year too, Rodney Hood. So you, you, I mean, he's getting he would it would be for ten million next year, which I think is going to be overvalued for him, especially how he's playing this year. So it's a nice kicker. You never know he can produce off the bench. He could he could maybe come to life and get you something. Uh, he's proven he can score, so he might you know really help you out with that bench scoring. But like you said, it's it's pretty much Gary Trent for Norm, and the Raptors got younger. They were the Raptors got more uh, cheaper, you know, got cheaper, um, you know, more defensively sound too. So. It's a great deal for that, and it's a great deal for Portland, who who need a guy who can score now and make a playoff push now. Um, you know, having a young guy like Gary Trent, you never, you never really know how he's going to perform. Even though he has performed well, um, Norm has proven he can put up numbers. Yeah, so sure. uh, it's it, and it's a good way to you know maybe introduce him to their culture, maybe resign him at the end of the uh, the season. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about how Kyle Lowry didn't get traded. Huge. Because there was a, a, a whole farewell tour hosted yeah. for Kyle Lowry. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, everyone was pretty much, including Kyle himself, I think he got teary-eyed in the press conference, and yeah. DeMar's calling him, and Drake's calling him, and it's a whole farewell thing, and everyone thought he was gone, and he was not gone. Uh, nope. Philly was tied in, Miami was tied in, L.A. was tied in. At the end of the day, nobody wanted the price that Messiah was asking for. So I've come on here many times this season, and you know, you're too hard on Lowry. You don't respect the groat. You don't respect it is the groat. Can we finally agree that there's nobody in the, in the world, in the league, that values Kyle Lowry the way that Toronto fans and the Toronto Raptors value Kyle Lowry? I feel like people think Kyle Lowry is 28. And he's being traded. Like, <laughs> he should get us three first round. He's thirty five. Yeah, he's thirty five, dude. Yeah, I mean, Kyle, I mean, he's got mileage the on Raptors, the Raptors. The Raptors have put Kyle Lowry on a pedestal, man. There's no doubt about it, and it, it's proven because I don't think there's a team out there that would have also offered him thirty three mil a year and thirty million a year. You want what, two, he, year, two years, twenty five each? And now he wants two years, twenty five each. And he, he, I don't know if he leaked it or whatever happened, but I feel like that also might have turned off teams to really wanted to give up a lot of pieces for him. So, but, I mean, there were, I mean, what Messiah, let's just say what Messiah was asking for from Philly was Thibault, Maxi, and two second-round picks. First, no? Two, uh, I think it was two seconds. If it was two first, then he should have dropped it down to two seconds or one second. Whatever. Like, I don't know, you know what, what I mean, is. but I'll, I'll see I, if I, can I, I think, 
Um, I, I am glad, though, that Masai didn't pull the trigger on the Miami Heat trade. I think I think the Heat should have given up Hero. I'm I am I'm I'm on that side. I think and if and I think if the Heat did give up Hero, I think the Raptors would have taken that deal and that would have been a great deal. You get a guy like if you imagine getting a guy like Hero on the on, like Hero on the Raptors who can, you know, put up buckets, can score in the clutch, can close games for you, which have been, you know, issues for the Raptors this year. Um that would have been a great deal, but they didn't want to give him up and obviously you know why they don't want to give him up. So Cause he's a stud. He's a stud. So that's why. But yeah. I wouldn't want to I, I wouldn't want you know, I'm not sure how Duncan Robinson would perform on the Raptors. Not that he's not a good yeah. player. It's just he fits so well for them. I don't know if he would fit like that for the yeah. Raptors. Apparently, they're optimistic that they can sign and trade him at the end of the year. So, hopefully, still get something. I, um, I personally think that the, the value, like, you're going to get less for him than what I he read, would have gotten at the deadline. An issue that they ran into was the fact that because of tampering, they can't sit down and, yeah, and he can't difficult. get the commitment that they're going to sign the two years. So I think that yeah. that was a hindrance as well. It is difficult um, for sure. Whatever the case may be, I don't think that people saw what Masai was asking for as the right value for Cal Lowry, mm-hmm. um, which is a deeper discussion that we can get into later on. Uh, but you're you're a pro Cal Lowry guy. I'm kind of like, hey, I like Cal. I love what he's done for the team, but I'm okay with like... I'm pro Cal Lowry, but I'm not... Diehard Kyle Lowry, sure. I would say. Fair I'm enough. still realistic about it. Fair enough. Uh, uh, we can agree. We can agree on that. On let's throw some trip. honorable mentions out there before we move on, because uh, the Raptors got rid of some youngsters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got rid of last year's rooks, Matt Thomas and Terrence Davis. So uh, thank you guys for your service. Yeah, uh, it was very short, and I wish you guys all the best. Yeah. Let's talk about the Orlando, <laughs> the Orlando <laughs> Magic. Let's talk yeah. about the Orlando Magic because uh, they offloaded their whole roster they in a matter busy. of thirty-five minutes. Busy. They got rid of Vooch. They got rid of Fournier. And they got rid of AD. So let's talk Vooch. Uh, Vooch went to this is Nikola Vucevic, All Star this year, All Star last year on a pretty decent contract. These around. Yeah. 21 22 a year all-star man that, that's what's key they for ended up getting him down in chicago for yeah. chips and cookies i believe Otto porter jr i uh, sorry Otto porter wendell carter jr and a 2021 first round yeah. pick wendell carter is like the round. young prospect kind of guy but i mean i'll take a two-time all-star proven guy any day of the week especially when i have zach levine so at least they got first round picks whatever i mean the, the bulls right now are clearly making a last or a, a, a mid-season playoff push they're in 10th place right now in the east I, I like this deal for them. I think this is the, this was a great move. You pair Zach Levine with a much needed big for them, a guy who can who can take the scoring load off of Zach Levine a little bit and create for himself. Um, I, I, it's a great deal for them, and and I think uh, there was a lot of rumors also about Lonzo Ball joining uh, the Chicago, Chicago Bulls, which mm-hmm. did not end up happening. If that if that ended up happening, I think that would have given them. Uh, you know, a lot of momentum, yeah. and that would have put them in the Chicago, middle of the Eastern. Chicago conference. actually also got Daniel Tice yes. from, uh, from from Boston, yeah. so they really upgraded their big man position. I think they had uh, they had like random random dudes and like Wendell Carter there. and then another guy, a young guy maybe. Yeah, and they upgraded that into Tice and Vooch. Yeah, so I mean, shout out to those guys. And they kept Markinen, who hasn't been good, but who knows? Maybe one day he'll find his footing. But they still managed to keep a young prospect like Markinen. So. Not a bad deal for them at all. That was that, that's a great move for them in Orlando. Clearly, just going for the tank. They got two first round picks, which is which is a good deal for them and what they're trying. I to mean, do. okay, the way that I look at it is they were already mediocre with that roster as it is. Yeah. So why continue to spend money? Just gut it. Hope for the best. And not only that, think about they also have Markel Felt, Markel Fultz, and um, Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac, Isaac injured. on contract injured. 
So they've got young prospects locked in. You might as well start to rebuild around those guys when, when yeah. they come back. We'll see if Mobamba can get some playing time, uh, but I don't yeah. know about that one. Yeah. Uh, but interesting, man. Yeah, so let's move on. They got rid of uh, AG. Yes. AG down in Denver, who I think personally won the draft. Oh, I thought they won free agency until Miami made a buzzer beater run yeah. uh, for it at the end there. But uh, uh, AG, Aaron Gordon, ended up in Denver, which I love. The idea of him with Jokic. <laughs> Uh, I I imagine like a little um, what's it called like a little Blake DeAndre Jordan alley-oop uh, kind of thing, but uh, Jokic is a much superior jump. passer. I think Jokic. Oh no, it was only uh, one oh, directional. Yeah, other way, yeah, other yeah, way. Yeah, 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 unidirectional yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but Jokic is a very clever passer. Obviously, we know that he's a superior player. Uh, Aaron Gordon is athletic. He's young. He's got potential. So I don't know. I'm excited. I think he's shooting like 40 percent from three this year as well. So he's shooting he's a bit pretty below. well. He, he's he's shooting decently. He's at thirty seven and a half, so he's getting up to forty. And he's on. And he, you know, when you watch him play, he doesn't look like he's motivated to play much. So, a winning situation like Denver hopefully can really light a fire. He's under young him. man. He's like twenty five. Yeah, he's young, still athletic, six eight, big bodied. You know, and he can, so he can do really well for you, and he can score the ball, and he can he can get you a lot of rebounds and help you on on you know on the boards. So, gets and also gets better defensively. Hopefully for them, you know, he's a guy who can move who can move laterally. Um, Denver brought home also big big man JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. So they're stacking. McGee. If you really look at their team, they're a big team. And honestly, another big thing, sometimes addition by subtraction, they got rid of Gary Harris, who has not been able to produce for them in the last two it's been, years. It's been really tough. It's yeah. been really tough for him. He had a bit of a stretch where he played well, and then ever since then, he, he, he couldn't just he regain that momentum. So for them to, to essentially turn that into Aaron Gordon, who a guy who can really, really play. Great. I don't know how they yeah, got. I mean, Orlando, that one was. Uh, I don't know. They they kind of got rid of everyone for free. They, yeah, they um, had to. But they Aaron had Gordon, like what he could do for Denver, I think is very exciting to yeah. see him with the young because they're all young with Jamal Murray and Jokic. That's a young core. Yeah. So I'm excited to see Denver play with that core. I'm excited with Javale being back. They still kept MPJ. Oh yeah, which is time. a huge deal for them. They got a young, um, so they got a young core, man. great young core, uh, great young core. And I like what Javale brings because they do struggle defensively. Yeah, so I like what he brings uh, from that aspect Off of the bench too. I don't know how much playing time he's going to get, but I'm excited nonetheless. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a guy who who played with the championship <laughs> Lakers and knows how they play. So I, if anything, he can he can really pick up and add a lot of value to that that team without even playing too. So absolutely, uh, a great deal for the Nuggets. Nuggets end up be, you know become a very big dark horse in the West. Um, they're gonna they're gonna do some damage in the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, the last one from Orlando is Evan Fournier. He ends up in Boston uh, to be their sixth man of the year. Uh, he's a pretty productive player. He's doing pretty well this year offensively, but I feel like it's because he's kind of on a bad team, and I don't really understand the fit in Boston given their existing roster with Tatum and Brown. But I mean, if he's gonna come off the bench, yeah, then maybe I see it's a fit for bench production because their bench is pretty bad. So if he can come in off the bench and give them production, that'll be pretty cool. Uh, he's historically not a great playoff performer. Yeah, um, he's a volume so, guy. You know, he's a vol- he's a guy who needs touches. To, you know, and and just shoots the ball a lot. A lot of, you know, he doesn't really do much else other than he that. should be Jordan Clarkson. I guess, yeah, he should be the Jordan Clarkson. Just your bench guy. Um, you know, your but Terrence I just Ross. don't think Boston did enough this this trade deadline. The, the rumor first was Boston for for Aaron, again, AG, Aaron, Gor- yeah, AG, Aaron Gordon. That should have been that the should have been a deal, and that should have been. And, and apparently, Boston was his preferred location. Um, they and then they settled or ended up with Evan Fournier. That was a bit of a, disappo- a, a disappointment yeah. for the Celtics. I don't see them getting better. Um, Miami definitely got better than them. Even um, Atlanta even improved, I think, um, but not maybe not better than the Celtics just yet. But 
they just didn't do enough. And it was very, very interesting to see how Danny Ainge was, wasn't really able to maneuver much during this trade deadline. No, not at all. I was very uh, surprised, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the fact that AG was given up for pretty much nothing. Yeah. Uh, what that, were you waiting for? That one was, uh, yeah, a little bit, a uh, little bit interesting, but uh, he ended up in Denver nonetheless, and I'm excited for that big three. Uh, and I'm excited that Boston didn't get a good player because yeah, I, mean, I don't really Boston. Care, <laughs> really care about Boston. So uh, what do you want to talk about next, man? There's a couple more that we uh, we can go we with dive into. with uh, the Miami Heat trade, the buzzer beater trade, and that was an absolute killer because now. They're for real. They're they're I, they're for real now. So so um, before that move, actually, they made another move. They brought in Bielitsa. Right. They brought in. Who's a decent player, man? He's not a bad player. Yeah, a low key move. They got move. rid of Olenek. A very 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 low key move for them. Um, but the blockbuster trade was them picking up uh, Victor Oladipo from the Houston Rockets, who had been rumored to go to different places and had been rumored to actually want to go and sign in Miami this offseason. Um, lucky for the Rockets, they were able to offload him. And the Rockets got Avery Bradley and Kelly Olenek in return. And uh, a 2020 first-round swap, um, pick swap, sorry. So they pretty much gave up Oladipo for nothing, uh, the Houston Rockets. They didn't really Not just that. They gave up Karis LeVert for nothing because they gave up. They had Karis LeVert, yeah. and then they traded him for Depot, yeah. offered him the extension. He declined it. Traded him for nothing. for nothing. Every every Bradley is a quality player, but he's not going to stay there for a long time. Kelly Olenek is on an expiring contract. He's going to leave after the season. So, I would like him in Toronto. I w- I was very open to him being a part of the deal f- uh, with Miami if the Raptors had made one. I I liked I like him in Toronto. I like mm-hmm. that idea a lot, especially at the, at the five spot. But the Miami Heat now pair Victor Oladipo, who's athletic as hell, can score, can defend, with Jimmy Butler, who's athletic as hell, can score, can defend. Two wings who are great, greatly sized, six seven, six eight, maybe. Um, committed to playing defense. The culture there is defense is defensive. You still have Bam. Um, they they made a huge, huge move, and now that well, he's been wanting to go there for many, 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 exactly. many years. So, and you have a great chance of resigning him too for long, long oh, term. Oh, you know, bring him in, and if he's they yours. Want it, he's theirs. Exactly. I so I think it's he. He's the one waiting for them to offer it. So he. That team becomes very, very scary. Um, I think they and become... And LaMarcus Aldridge. Is and a, they pick up LaMarcus Aldridge. Not picked him up yet, but he's pretty much yeah. uh, is a favorite. That That's the favorite the buyout market. landing so for him. They're stacking up for, for a playoff run. I think they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals uh, against the Nets. I think this trade kind of... It makes them very tough to guard and very tough to score on. And you just, think it's tough. Eastern Conference, I think they're better than Milwaukee. Because we're forgetting that Milwaukee picked up P.J. Tucker. I, I'm not mad at that, but I don't think it's enough. I think if Miami was already able to lock down Giannis and that team, I know that team's a bit different, different with Drew Holiday. Giannis is a different um, player this year, man. They're he's saying. a different player every year. Um, but <laughs> so, so like, I, I think they can still do the same thing again. Giannis still can't really shoot from the perimeter, so he hasn't really done much. He's not much different. Um I just think they're too defensively sound. They're too they're too disciplined, um, and adding an athletic guy, a guy who can score, can shoot the ball, like Vic, like it, it's it gets so much tougher. I think they make the Eastern Conference Finals because of that trade. If he plays, man, assuming he's healthy, assuming he can, yeah, of course, uh, be available. But I think now that he's in Miami, he likes where he'll he's want at. To be available. He'll want to be available yeah. exactly. So shout out to them, man. I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see it for Miami. Uh, Pat Riley, Pat Riley, he's indeed, a thief. man. He's a so thief, bro, Lou will. Got his heart broken, 
And I thought he would be happy about this because I didn't think that he was happy in L.A. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, being home is a cool thing. But he came out and said, I, I, I nearly retired yesterday. He said, I nearly retired I yesterday. Did, actually, wow. Uh, he posted on wow. Insta. He's like, you That's wake rude. up. He's like, you wake up, not because Atlanta picked him up, but he said, I nearly retired yesterday because I can't do this anymore. You wake up and you, you give so much to an organization, then boom, it's gone. They just trade you. Damn, really? Really heartbroken. He shouted out the Clippers fans pretty much, gave a nice little uh, salute to the organization in the front office. Uh, but he said he's thankful to be in his backyard in L.A. Um, Atlanta. Sorry, in Atlanta. Is he, he's yes. not from it there, is he? Like, no, why is this his backyard? Spot. Is this his spot, eh? Yeah, it's just his spot. Because everyone's like, yo, he's going home to Atlanta. I'm like, yo, he's not from there. When I searched right? it up, it said he was from Memphis. Yeah. So I don't know if Google lied to me, but uh, I don't think he's from there. But I think that that's like his anointed uh, city. Home, you know, like, yeah, you yeah. know how we like, ours is like St. Catharines? Like, yeah, okay, I got you, I got you. I ATL got on a much, yeah. much larger scale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, he ended up in Atlanta in exchange for Rajon Rondo. I love this trade for both teams. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised a lot of NBA media guys are like, oh, I don't know we're going to get out of Rondo. He's old. Like, do you guys not learn? You, you, they don't. <laughs> do, you guys, <laughs> do you guys not learn, like, every year? Every time he gets traded, every time he signs, they always oh, say, I don't know. They're sure. going to expect too much out of him. They said this one, like, 10 years ago. Like, he's bro, a, he's a great team playoff guy. Playoff Rondo's a real thing. Bro, he's a great team guy. He fits into every locker room. Um, I just think that I guess that, that reputation that he has for being like a bad guy that, that kind of got established when he was in Dallas, it, these media guys just haven't changed from then. But he got it in Boston too. He was scrapping Ray Allen at the, end of, Bo- at the yeah. end of Boston, yeah. Um, but he he's been able to come into situations and change teams. I mean, you see what he did with the Pelicans. You see what he he won a championship last year with the he the, was the Lakers. Out with the Lakers last so year. He can he can really really help the Clippers, man. A, a guy who's not well, looking to score, so it really helps out Kawhi and. And Paul George, they don't have to worry about getting their their touches and their buckets. A guy who wants to facilitate. Um, I honestly, he might be too. The only thing is, I don't know how much motor he's got in him. How many minutes is he really going to play for your All team? All you need is the playoffs. All you need is the playoffs. Absolutely. Is he going to start? How, is he going to play 25, 30 minutes? Can he give you thirty minutes I don't a night? Think so they, they still got Pat Beverly. I hate Pat Beverly though. They don't. He's, I don't know why. I don't know. And who. I think now with Rondo, it's easier because he can even play off the ball a lot. I, I yeah, I, that's very true. They can play on the one two. Um, but I, I think it definitely helps people. It helps the sorry the Clippers and they just don't learn. It's just that simple. They don't learn. Yeah, yeah these media guys simple. don't learn. I think Rondo's a great addition, if not from a veteran standpoint, from a production as well. Yeah. What he can do in the playoffs. So I'm excited to see it. And I think on the flip side. Uh, Atlanta doesn't preach defense. They don't love defense, and I love it. They have an identity. They don't care. They're like, screw it. Bring in Lou Will. Let's add to the offensive machine that we have here. Uh, I think Lou Will is going to help run that second unit, and Atlanta's deep. Right, They're sitting fourth right now. Yeah, in the they're East. winning games. Yeah, they're sitting pretty. Uh, I like it. I, I think in before the season started, I was – or I can't remember if you were, but I definitely was both. of the belief. We thought they could have been the both of us. We said four to six um, for, for Atlanta, and right now they're sitting in fourth – so interesting, interesting to see. I'm happy to see it. Um, I'm excited for the league, man. I'm excited for tonight. Gary Trent Jr. is about to make his debut in about 10 minutes. Yeah. So we got to hop off this thing very soon. Yeah. Uh, did you want to add anything before we uh, we call our quits? Uh, maybe one more small deal just because this involves the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they oh, yeah. received J.J. Redick, uh, Niccolo Melli, maybe, I don't know. And then uh, New Orleans Pelicans received James Johnson, and Wes Wundu in a second round pick. Uh, I think it's a big addition for the for the Mavs, just getting a guy like JJ Redick who was unhappy in 
in New Orleans. Um, getting a guy who can score, who can space the floor for Doncic. I'm excited for the Doncic connection. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge for them. Uh, I don't think it makes them that much better, though. Um, I just think it's more of a guy, a guy to come in and, and be able to put up buckets for them. Um, but I don't think it makes them a playoff really more than a first round playoff exit than really because they haven't really had a good season. So for sure, um, doesn't do much, but exciting move for them, I think. Yeah, it doesn't move the needle as they say yeah. uh, at all. But I, I'm excited to see that connection. Uh, one thing I want to say, Fiondu from Burlington, Ontario. Yeah. Traded from the Clippers to the Kings, then waived by the Kings. Yeah. So um, unfortunate for him, but I hope he can find his way back into the league, work yeah. hard, uh, continue to get it. And uh, O'Shea Brissett, Mississauga, Ontario, just Let's got go. a 10-day with the Indiana Pacers, right? Yeah. I think you were saying. Yeah. So shout-out to O'Shea. We still need you to come on the show, bro. And uh, and let's, I think he went to high school down the street, Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went um, to Gonzaga. So, so we went to Joan of Arc. So I mean, it's all love now, but back then we probably hated each <laughs> other. Uh, but uh, shout out to shout out to everybody, man. I think that wraps it up for our trade away, yep. uh, special edition episode. I don't know if you want to add anything else, but uh, y'all know where to find us: YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, everywhere you send a DM, you'll find us. So uh, hit us up. Let us know. Subscribe on the YouTube.